in reality non duality also is about grace of god about prayer about invocation you can't just take out prayer out of it and just non dual like a concept so if you see even in that purest of non duality teaching you can see that that purity prevails and it starts with prayer it, it, it starts with invocation it starts for the grace for the pray to the lord to the god so you you might think that how come you are talking about uh prayer when you are actually um, non dual when you are absolute and that the teacher who is absolute he is talking about uh, you know prayer to the god and uh, may the relationship between me and the disciples or the devotees or the students um, is always uh, cohesive and we have good intentions about it and we progress together and there are so many prayers beautiful prayers and they start with a prayer this is the beauty of uh, non duality advaita it's not just about uh, that we know that this is a dream the person the realized soul that the enlightened master he knows that this is a dream but he also knows the people whom he is telling they are still in duality and he has compassion so he does not just stay at that level and then just talk about non duality and just uh, take everything as uh, unreal he still talks from that level he still prays he still use dualistic words he still prays to the god you know the the, the biggest non dual teachers like bhagwan shri ramana maharishi always praying arunachala sometimes he says arunachala is his father sometimes he says arunachala is his guru other times he says he is arunachala what is it but when you understand whether you call arunachala as a as something different from you or same doesn't matter you should pick up the bhava uh, the intention and the essence of it words can't convey these things so that's why it is not that easy to pick up that beautiful uh, oneness sometimes you have to use duality you know in in bhakti yoga they always talk about love for god and bhajan and all and dualistic but no non non duality is also full of love you know i know so many uh, enlightened souls who used to do bhajans on their own name because everyone is saying their name and they used to say their name and they used to jump and have a joy of that because that bliss is so much to share that bliss sometimes you have to you might use the terms like you know hey god you know you are bless you are so and you know i am i am nothing i am beggar and and that's just a bhava that's the way that you how would you praise your own self this is the beauty in non duality because anyway whether you are a bhakta whether you have a devotion or you are just a non duality and you have reached from wherever you have reached but when you reach there there is always bliss and love and it flows in so many ways so it doesn't matter so this this prayer i believe um, 
there are so many prayers but i think this prayer is very good for any spiritual seeker to imbibe it make it your own prayer all the time that you need to go from untruth to truth from darkness to light from death to immortality all the three sentences makes the same meaning and and this all satsang is all about our own self it is not about someone sitting somewhere else we don't have to reach somewhere this what we call as us our true nature is we but the one whom you are trying to make it understand is fake so a fake person is trying to understand a concept which it cannot grasp it is very limited like you are teaching uh, the stuff of phd student to a nursery kindergarten student how will he grasp it he can never grasp it maybe a kindergarten student might be good enough to grasp it but not your mind because the mind can never understand mind is insentient and you are sentient you are all pervading you are the purest of pure and how do you reach it then if your mind can't understand your intellect can't understand and all the scriptures you have read and you have gone through everything how would you know your your real nature how the only way is that you give up what you are not and then the real is already there so understand what you are not some people i know um, you know they use the terms like maha mantras ahem brahmasmi you can keep repeating for zions of years nothing will going to happen ahem brahmasmi i am god i am absolute keep saying this who is saying it you need to understand like a parrot it's your mind which is saying it mind is never ahem brahmasmi it's completely false who will say ahem brahmasmi when you are repeating it who is repeating it your mind isn't it is mind brahma mind is projected out from brahman but it is not brahman it is insentient then who can say ahem brahmasmi and repeating it will get there no one so the only way is you have to negate you have to detach you have to have a distance between you and this body mind complex and once you have this gap and then you realize that you are not the body mind then whatever is there it's already there it will you will see it i i can give you a, another beautiful example let's say you are entered in a room and i tell you this room is so clean and empty and beautiful sparkling clean you will say sanjay it's full of dust i'll say no try to see beneath this dust it is clean you will think i am fool you will say but dust is there i'll say no no dust is just on images there is a screen it's very clean then what what can i do what is the solution you tell me what can we do how to find that clean room 
clean room room is already there it is clean if you remove the dust and what is dust in us this mind body complex this is all the garbage we are carrying all the time proud of it full of ego for it so how to get rid of this dust first concept is that we all think i am this body isn't it i am this body and we do so many bad things for this body like we cheat others we tell lies so much we do for this body for this body's lust we can even rape people can you believe how people when i'm saying we means all human society i'm not talking about you and me only but just in general we can go so low just for this body but let's say you think you are not this body all these lust greed all what we are doing for this body leaves us isn't it then another thing comes that this body's mind lot of people lot of spiritual seekers i have seen they say oh okay, yes yes i am not this body but uh, i have this body that is also foundation then they use this term like you know my body is aching and my so you are still attached you know you are always complaining about the body so you think uh, you are not the body but you have a body like you are pure soul but you have this body and you are living in this body that concept is also wrong that is also binding force i know lot of seekers lot of people who have gone quite advanced in spirituality they still think okay look i'm not the body i can understand you know i have a brain and this and i'm using this body and i'm the source i'm the soul i'm the awareness but yes i have a body and this is my my body so they they speak like this my body but still there is a attachment that is my body then there is a third type of attachment for the body people have they understand i am not the body and this body is not mine but then they say that body is for me do you know what i am saying now this comes very just try, if you grasp this you can be free from the body because you know what they still have an ego they still say okay i am not the body i am not the body i understand we all understand i am not the body i can't be the body because body dies and i am still alive and you know i take another birth if you believe in those concepts and the second thing is my body okay this is not my body there is a body which is with me okay so i can understand it is not my body everyone has a body but i am pure awareness so i am everywhere all pervading and you and me and everyone is same and Uh, okay so i can say this is a body so you can reach up to that then comes the last bondage in which you say okay i am not the body body is not mine but the body is for me and this is the subtle ego which i have seen in lot of sages who are 
almost you can say they are almost enlightened but just this point point percent left because you know the term they use i'll tell you with all my honesty they say this body is instrument of god that ego is still left that attachment with the body is left now what they use this term is this is very subtle they use this term that this body is instrument of god i am using for the purpose of god so there is they are creating duality like there is a, there is god and then there is the, this body and i am using this body so god has given this body to use for his own purpose through me so the body is for a purpose through me this is the most subtle attachment and i can guarantee you if you have any of these attachments you are bonded forever the third attachment is the faintest attachment where you know that i am not the body you know that this body does not belong to you but you think that you are using this body for a purpose body is for you body is for you that means you are still stick to this body and till you are free you are not free from this body mind complex you are bonded you have bondage these are very subtle finer points if you do your manan your nididhyasana your thinking and your contemplation on what i have said you can be free this moment because all the time even when i'm talking to you and you're listening to me we are we are doing it from the mind from intellectual we are trying to understand grasp you have to give up this whole gadget called as mind body complex give up doesn't mean that you have to run away or you have to just be in that awareness watching what the body is doing watching what the mind is doing watching what the feelings coming and going watching how the emotions are arising just watching just observing when you observe when you are witness when you are not involved you are already detached and that's what it is so you don't have to do anything about it you actually have nothing to do about it that is important so when you talk about i'm talking about a clean room you have to get the dust out you have to get this mind body complex intellect emotions whatever gadgets we are using you have to set them aside and then you are that void then you are what you are already that but because all these things are there it's like a veil you can't see your own true self and when you are trying to see the true self through this veil you can keep trying all your life you can't see it because the gadget what you are using is like a wall you have to just remove it you can only see yourself in the naked truth without any gadget mind body intellect they can never get you there 
So all the attachment to the mind-body complex has to go. Not using any of these terms. You know, when you are eating, I'm not saying you should be like a mad person, someone who is always paranoid. I'm eating, so I'm seeing my hand is going up. It's not like that, but you just be in that awareness that yes, this body is doing an act, natural act. Maybe there are still vasanas, yes, sometimes it's getting angry. Sometimes there's a lust. Sometimes there's a bad thought. You just watch it, observe it. But don't get entangled with it. Don't just get swayed with it. You might get swayed. That is all the practice is about. That you might lose temper or you might get annoyed or you might feel that why this negative thought has come or why this lust has come. Whatever comes, whatever, whatever, whatever. Okay, tell me if something happens somewhere whom you don't know. You think it's none of your business. But if your son or daughter comes and... um, shouts on you, you feel so annoyed. Why? Because you have some connection there. Same is with our thoughts. Uh, You know, these thoughts are coming and you think they are your thoughts and then you get annoyed. Like I was doing ward service this morning and I was in the psych ward and I saw a lot of patients who says they are hearing voices and they tell me the voices and then I tell them and I explain them things. But I don't get annoyed because those voices, I think, they belongs to him, not to me. But if same thought comes to me, I will be in the same hospital on the psych ward. Why is that? It is just our attachment to these thoughts. Whatever practice you do, whatever sadhana you do, can never transcend you from the mind-body complex unless you just keep quiet. You don't interact. Because even trying to control mind is interacting with it. You know, is it, it's, Isn't it a fight against the mind when you are trying to control things? Or if you, if you get annoyed or if you act on it and same with the body. Attachment to the body or body's mind, or body's for me, whatever way you think about this body, anyway you are you are stuck with this body. If I talk like this to a, any person who has nothing to do with spirituality, he cannot understand. But I believe at a level where we all are, this should make some sense to you. And if it is not making sense, I can help you with improvement to make it understand if you, if you have any questions about it. Because it's very, very important point. Um, you can keep doing your practices and you will be doing all through your mind only. All your life you can be doing some spiritual sadhana and things and yoga and whatever and then it's all mind. And you're stuck. Stuck in a sense that a lot of bliss will come if you are doing japa, if you are doing yoga, if you are if you are contemplating, you will be very peaceful person. You will be very sattvic, very pure. But are you free? That is the ultimate question. Where we are here not for a mindfulness app of five minutes and feeling happy and less anxious. 
let's keep going yes that is also the purpose of mindfulness lot of religious sects and spiritual groups are just for an interaction just as a social gathering i'll tell you we used to have a havan group we still have we are not doing it right now and and i realized that as soon as the havan finishes people start chatting to each other and they just you know keep talk, they talk so much they talk more than the usual people talk it was so noisy so one day couple of days before the havan which we do i sent a request that please after havan can we keep quiet when we have our prasad when we ha- have our lunch and every someone said yes 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 then what i did was when i started havan i reminded everyone that look we after havan we will not talk we will just eat quietly everyone agreed then the havan finished i said again okay we will eat quietly as soon as people started putting food in their plates everyone forgot what i said they were talking so loudly and you know when i reminded at that moment to them a bit loudly because everyone was talking they got so annoyed they said we are not here for bloody your havan only we have our own life who are you to control us and that day i wept in silence because they all came for a social gathering no one was interested in god i was the fool whom who was thinking all these people have come here for finding god i was the biggest fool on that day not even one person called me or said to me sanjay you were right they all thought he is the most stupid person what about we have done have an hour eating let us just have a chat what is wrong with it and this havan group is going on for 10 years only once i told them last year after so many years of havan doing it without missing any but they don't have this much of this much of humility this much of humbleness look i'm not criticizing anyone i'm not saying any name but i'm telling you this is the world we live so much of ego even this much of respect if people would have given for one hour of lunch that this man has spent so many years doing these havans on a regular and arranging can we just keep quiet they were very aggressive some in front of me some behind me and some told my wife that something has gone wrong with this man this is what the ego is this is what the human mind is you can do something for someone all your life and one day you shout and your your relationship is finished this is what the ego is this mind is full of garbage which we are carrying along all the time with us and thinking that this mind will get us out this mind is the only bondage if you want to be free you just observe no one else 
except you. Just observe how it behaves, how it manifests, how it attaches stories from the past, how it makes you worry about the future, how it generates concepts from your culture, from friends, from your stories. It feeds on all these things. The only way to be free is to keep quiet and have no attachment with your body-mind complex. No attachment. So I'll repeat this again. Body, I am not the body. Body is not mine. And body is not serving me. Last one is the most difficult to leave. But the good thing is, if you can do manan on this, if you contemplate on this, you will know where the problem is. This is the practice. When someone says something, you keep quiet, you just observe your own mind, how it is doing, whether there is a ripple coming, whether it's still but don't judge just watch it because how can you why to judge mind you are not mind we have already come to this conclusion that your body mind complex is not your body mind complex just in front of you it's like the laptop through which i'm talking to you is just there somehow i started saying i own it it is just there but it is just there it's there you know Yes, it's always in front of me, but it's just there. Let's say you live in a land where you have not paid for the land, but you live there and you start saying it belongs to you, but whom it belongs? You will die, it belongs to someone else. Actually, that is the absolute truth. Nothing belongs to us. The moment we die, everything is just there. Who has created? We didn't bring anything. I'm sitting in this room, I'll die, this room will stay. Whom uh, Does it belong to me? Maybe my family might sell it and then someone else might live here. Nothing belongs to anyone. We are all utilizing the resources, that's all. Does these things belong to me or to Melbourne or Victoria or Australia or to Aboriginals? No, no one. Or to everyone, everyone, it belongs to everyone. We are just utilizing it for a time being. Same is with this body. We are just utilizing it for the time being. But I am not the body. This is not my body. How can I say my? If it is my, can I take it wherever I go after the death? And then the last bit of the ego that this body is for me. These are very subtle concepts, but they are all binding to us. And once you are free from this, the body will work in the best possible way without any resistance in complete harmony.
You know why? Because the one who was thinking that this body belongs to him is dead. And there is only a pure awareness. The same awareness which is taking care of everything on the screen of consciousness without any difference. And the most beautiful thing is you don't have to care for anything. All the concepts, all this anxiety building up in our mind to do this and then to do this and then to fit this into the things and this at the work and this at home and then I'll do this and this and this and that. All that creation of the mind will drop. You will stay as empty space. And this, in this emptiness, whatever has to manifest will manifest in the most beautiful way. And whatever has to drop will drop. And this is the complete surrender. This is the complete surrender. Giving up this ego. And this opens the fountain of joy within you. The bliss which is infinite. And what will you do with this joy now? Which is in abundance. You might dance, you might sing, you might share with others. What would you do? You might not do anything. You might sit in a cave and just enjoy that bliss all the time. Or you might go and you might dance or do bhajans or prayers or you might do satsangs because this bliss is so much unending joy. This is we all are this unending joy. The only thing obstructing is we think we are this limited body-mind complex which we are not. And how to be free? When you just stay witness to whatever the body is doing, whatever the thoughts are coming, whatever the emotions are not reacting to it. If you slip and you react, that's okay. We are all humans. And you come back and stay and watch. Come back, come back. And this practice, ongoing practice, will get you established in what you are. And slowly and gradually all this what you are not with which you have detached will go away. And then you are in your own emptiness. But this emptiness is full of bliss. So all this Sadhana, this practice is to just be in this without touching your mind, without touching your body. And it's not difficult. It's not at all difficult. You just have to understand this very clearly. And that's why, you know, Shraman, Manan and Nididhyasana, these are the three parts of 
Vedantic study. You you make this your own truth. And don't get frustrated if you still think about the body. Let it be. But just be aware in, in all your honesty that you are just watching this drama unfolding. Watching, 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 watching. Not getting involved. We all might have come across a movie in which we get so involved that we might cry or we can see, you know, maybe someone we know is crying while the movie is going on. So we have actually got involved so much in this mind-body drama that now we think we are part of it. And here the problem is not just we are involved. Almost all of us around us are involved. And then nobody is interested to get out of this. If you talk to someone like this, they will think it's absurd. You know, what are you talking about? Are you unhappy? Are you sad? You're not making much money. Or you have a marital disharmony. Or your sex life is not good. People can think anything about you. If you talk about the spirituality, especially a bit younger age, they think there's something is wrong with this man. He's not happy, you know. Just have few drinks and enjoy your life, you know. Do you believe in God? People even can say to you like this. Do you believe in God? Yes. Then why are you worried? Just enjoy life. This is the thing. It's very easy to enjoy life. But very difficult to get into the real life. The dream never ends unless you try to end the dream. So there is no support as such around you. And everyone is dreaming. All the parts of the dream are you only and the people around you are dreaming. So then suddenly you find some text which says it's a dream and then you see few people who are trying then they say that it's a dream and then you find someone who says yes let's do satsang, let's sit together and let's try to get out of this dream. And somehow by some grace you think okay look enough of this dream I have enjoyed a lot you know. Probably I should get out of this dream you know. And then you trust this all teachings and satsang and one day you sit quietly and then you decide to reach your own self. So you start with some faith here because you haven't seen, you are not 100% sure. You still have some doubts in your mind and these doubts keeps coming. Uh, is there anything really out of this hole or but just let it be because look this is not we are not starting on this journey we are all on this journey for so long so what I am talking to you is I am talking about how sometimes mind can still play in some people's mind that uh, is it really you know nobody is interested around me you know but if you sit if you sit if you sit, you will be free soon. And this freedom is not like something you will be different. But one thing is sure, you will be genuine. All the things which were fake in you will drop. Even if you want to acquire all those techniques which you have used as a smart person, you can't use them. 
because they look so fake to you even using those techniques looks so fake to you and they don't give any joy with all smartness i'll make few more bucks fool couple of more people get some more name and fame that only happens when you are incomplete when you are contented when you are happy you're not going to attack anyone the countries which were contented and happy within they never attacked any other country same is with human beings who are contented and happy they are not looking to make more friends to buy stuff or whatever you know to fill fulfill your desires there's nothing wrong with doing all those things traveling around or acquiring wealth and all but not to fulfill anything if it comes to you you accept it definitely you will have a better sleep in a nice bed but then you are not craving for anything the moment you realize in utmost honesty that you are not the mind body you have zero requirements and this mind body is being taken care in the best possible way and we all are fortunate i am not sure but i believe most of us are married we have families we have we have a house some money i am pretty sure none of us are going to die hungry isn't it then what to worry about this mind body let it be you know the most fittest person in the world with the best diet you can get and best best whatever you know nowadays this diet we should have and this type of exercise and whatever how long this body will last maybe 100 maybe 110 and then what whatever technique you use so leave this body mind to its own destiny and you be what you are let it be
I think what I have spoken is the most direct. And if you, if if it just gets into your intuitiveness, you are already free. The biggest sign of being free is you don't feel the weight of the body, weight on your head. You don't feel anything. Another thing, you don't remember anything. You don't remember anything. You are dependent on others and others don't tell, doesn't matter because nothing is important. You miss a flight, you miss an appointment, you miss your meal. The awareness what you are is beyond time and space. It is only the mind which is in time and space boundary. Once you are out of it, you are out of it. You are a free soul. Actually, you are free. Nothing bothers you. Not that you are lazy. Not that you are arrogant. If things have to happen on time, they will happen on time. If things have to have interest, because this body has come with its own prarabdha, its written story. Some things will happen, some things will not happen, some people will get pissed off, some people will love you, some people will leave you. And you know how you will be living? How? You will be in your joy. Have you seen anyone who is on drugs? Have you seen an alcoholic going on the road? He is just, you know, he's sewing. He doesn't know what's happening around. Sometimes he hits others, sometimes he goes straight. This is the, this is what you will be. But nothing to get scared. It because the the way you are, you think your dream is exactly this is going on is also just a play. So who is serious about this play? But the bliss will make you so happy, like you're drunken, you're drugged, and the play going around is of no relevance. Whether uh, you are getting money or you are losing money or whatever, people get excited or they get sad. It looks you will be living, but living like like you are dreaming. It would be like you are unconcerned because there is so much of bliss coming from within. Within within is also not a point, any source. It's just there. You have tapped into the source. The moment you free from the mind-body complex, you are what you are. And its, its nature is bliss only. Its ingredient is bliss. Let's say you are made up of gold and someone says, Oh, you glitter like gold. What will you say that person? You will say you are stupid. You know, I am gold actually. You will say, no, no, you glitter like gold. There is some bliss coming. You will say, but I am gold. I am made up of gold. So what padarth, what material, if you can call like that, 
is made up you are made up of bliss you are made up of bliss and when you are in your real swarupa you are always bliss and you are always in your own intoxication if you are in your own intoxication how can you remember anything else in your intoxication all the images are just like this image and other images you know they are all images so where is this attachment to people or likes to people or dislike to people or anything sentient and sentient nothing matters and this is the real freedom real freedom doesn't come like following yama and niyamas who follows yama and niyamas this is for a novice who is on some path and he wants to discipline his mind it is good for him but once you the moment you are free no rules apply to you what you are eating what you are drinking with whom you are sleeping what because that body might be doing it has it has written prarabdha it might have to go that way but who am i to interfere in the body's act i am just free all the time this body will be there you know one day partner might come i am leaving that leave another partner might find you somewhere i am coming you come i am also leaving you leave the body might do its whatever it has to do go through you know or suffering or joy but you are completely free because that granthi that knot which was joining you from the body mind is gone smashed even if you now want to attach to this body mind you can't it's it's gone it's it's a one way path i told you beforehand you know in satsang that this in a way it's a dangerous path you know once you are free you are free no coming back once this bond is gone no one can join it in a way it's cheating from your partner 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 married an ego stick person and that person is already dead yes the body is there the mind might be there but who cares about this body mind you have no connection with it anymore this is pure awareness pure awareness is not hungry doesn't need sleep doesn't need anything even if you keep shouting that i am pure awareness no one can understand it yes a person in the same state can be exactly like you and but then it will be a silent communication same is with anyone who is looking for that awareness can palpate it it can be palpated through the words through the eyes 
through the proximity but only to one who is interested to raise their vibration to that level or who are at that level of vibration but for rest of the world it will be a modi mind complex talking some rubbish and it's doable for everyone only requirement only there is one requirement that is your interest your longing to know it your inquisitiveness and once you have that seriousness in you and you practice you understand and practice you stumble and then you practice you persevere and soon everything will just unfold and you will be in your naked truth but with this practice now if you want to build up an empire get another thing lot of you have lot of agendas in life it's next to impossible give all your life all your ambitions to it finish it off and then do rest of it then you can do it or the other way finish other things which are important and then come to it that you have to choose you know your life what things you are attached to even single attachment to any smallest thing will be a big obstacle because the whole curtain has to drop completely just a little bit of here and there is not going to help you so once you are on path of spirituality it is a very very simple but you have to give 100% into it even the small trivial things in life you have to give 100% into it isn't it you ask any olympic gold medalist how much hard work they did in their sports even doing something like a degree or a phd or entrance exams a job interview you know everything needs lot of efforts isn't it and this also needs effort without effort if it's happening to someone you ask that person how it happened bhagwan shri ramana maharishi got it in 30 seconds but has he ever said that it takes 30 seconds to do it he always said that it is prarabdha it's the previous birth's practice and something this much was left and and this time it happened otherwise there is no point in coming into the body form probably some of us might just sit for a couple of months and it might happen others might have to 
sit for few years. Sitting doesn't mean that we have to sit like this a whole day and you can't work. You do what you are doing. But your attention should be to awareness rather than mind. You know, one of my uncles used to give me a very good example that, you know, village girls in India, they used to carry all those uh, pictures one over the other on their head. And they are talking to each other and they are making jokes and they are walking from their village up to the river and coming back. But not even one single picture will fell from their head. Their attention is always there. Whatever they are doing with their hand and talking, they keep their attention up there. And they keep like one, second, third, fourth, three or four pictures, one above the other. And they are still talking and walking. Attention should be on awareness all the time. So you don't have to stop doing what you are doing. Domestic chores or your work or you know meeting people. But yes, one thing is very sure. If you keep socializing, meeting people, going to parties, you know, indulging in things. How can you focus on this awareness? If you are that smart, if you are that good, then it's a different story. But I don't think it's that easy. So vairagya, some dispassion with other activities is definitely very helpful. It's very conducive to your sadhana. And you can and it's it's not difficult. You just have to just watch. Watch your mind, watch your body, how it's acting, watch how people are interacting with your this body mind and then uh, and see what the body mind is doing, you know, sometimes getting annoyed and sometimes peaceful. But your observation, you're just being an observer will do a magic. And, and let me know next week how, how you felt after you are just watching it all the time. How long can you watch and after how long you get involved in it. But, but nothing to... That's what the practice is all about. You will stumble and then you again have to just be in awareness. And I'll guarantee you in no time you will be free. You don't even have to tell anyone that you're doing any type of practice. It's not going to make any changes in your external appearance. Maybe you might be more quieter. You're not reacting and you might not be retorting. So people will not complain. They might be pleasantly amused by the change in your behavior. And some can get even frustrated by your behavior. They think you are arrogant and may might try to, you know, incite you. But just be what you are, pure awareness. And in no time you will be free. You don't have to do too much of tapas or any postures. If your mind is too restless, then you can adopt things like, you know, doing breathing exercises or yoga or japa or reading some scriptures. I don't know how restless others' mind can be, but I'm pretty sure most of us can just 
watch our mind. At least we have that much of innate ability by constant practice in all these years that we can watch our mind. And that's all we have to do. When I say mind, also body, mind-body complex, also your intellect, your emotions. Staying in as an empty space, staying as just as a witness, staying as uh, you are a ghost whom no one is watching, you are just in your own emptiness. And that is the reason when you stay as awareness, you don't feel your body at all. Feeling in a sense that you feel yourself weightless. Because the weight is all of the ego. The ownership of the body creates the weight of the body. And the weight here of all these thoughts. If there is no thought, no ownership of the body, then who are you? No answer can come. And this is the realization that you are nothing. And nothing in the world can describe you. You can use any terms. Nothing can describe you. You are indescribable. And nothing what you can smell, hear, taste, touch is you. All what your senses can perceive is in the time, space, domain. And you are out of it. Your mind can never grasp it. Your intellect can never understand it. Intellectual understanding of scriptures is of no use unless you transcend it. Unless it's your own experiential understanding. And that can only come if you drop all these gadgets. If you drop all association with all these gadgets which you are slave to. Your mind, your intellect, your body. Let them do what they are doing for their own purpose. They have been already built it's like, uh, you know, rocket is being launched because of Prarabdha. Let it go. And you just watch. In words, nothing can be direct than this, what I'm telling you. This is the most direct. In words. But real direct is unspeakable.
you are that silence in which there is no speech purest of you is only silence nothing else from now onwards make it a habit not to involve in anything don't be an advocate of this body mind complex which is around you just be an observer all the time even if this body is defending itself you just watch it don't be part of the game no soon look if you follow this in in a very short time you will be free and use the prayer which i told you in the initial part that is a most beautiful prayer you know om astoma sadgame तमसो मां ज्योतिर्गमे मृत्योर्मात गमे ओम शांति 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 दिस इज ट्रुथ दिस इज लाइट दिस इज इमोटैलिटी these are not just words this is you and what you need to do for this nothing and what are you nothing nothing will take you to nothing and nothing is everything this nothing is bliss thank you everyone actually i think it's almost more than an hour Thank you. Thank you. Namaste. Thank you. Namaste. Thank you so much, Sanjay. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you, Sanjay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.